Hello, everybody. This is Courtney Stanley, and welcome to another exciting episode of Dare to Interrupt, a listening experience where you have the opportunity to sit in on honest, unfiltered conversations with women who are considered to be the most influential, inspiring, and innovative in the world of events, hospitality, business, and beyond. Throughout their careers, these leaders have dared to interrupt conversations, their own comfort zones, and sometimes even societal norms to hustle toward their greatest levels of success. I am really, really excited to introduce you to today's guest. We are joined by Tammy Dickerson, president and lead planner at TBG Events. Tammy, it's such a pleasure to have you here today. Where are you joining us from? Hi, Courtney. I am joining from sunny Los Angeles, California. So excited to be here. Oh my gosh, that sounds so nice. <laughs> I am caught in the Arctic in Michigan, so I am craving some of that sunshine that you have over in your area of the world. Oh, I can only imagine. I've been watching it on the news and just saying, I am so glad I am not having to shovel snow. So I think it's in the, the low 70s here today, and it's really nice. So it's wonderful. Oh my gosh, that sounds so great. Are you originally from that area? No, I'm actually originally from Dallas, Texas, and uh, I've lived in Los Angeles for 21 years, so this is certainly my home now, but originally from Dallas, Texas. So we've had a little snow in Dallas, but still not as much as back east. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That definitely makes sense. Well, I love Los Angeles and I think that'll probably be one of the first places that I get on a plane to visit as soon as we are able to do more of those, those normal I trips. I understand. We've had a lot of folks coming, um, even over the summer and last year, you know, coming to California because of the beautiful weather and mm-hmm. just the ability to still kind of get outside and, yes. and, you know, get some fresh air, which has really been nice. So I think we're all looking forward to those days when we can hop on a plane and do some traveling. I know I am as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yes. Tammy, how did you get started in the events industry? You've been in the industry for years. You've built an amazing empire of a business, which we're going to get into a little bit, but where did you start? And then take, take us through that career journey to where you are today. Okay, wonderful. Um, I actually started my career journey in events by working for the Coca-Cola company. Oh, wow. Um, okay. I actually worked for the Coca-Cola company, and I was a project manager at the time, and really just overseeing a lot of um, large-scale internal projects, um, large national meetings and sales conferences, and then that role transitioned into a corporate planner for the company, and I was based here in Los Angeles. And I covered the West Coast. And that's really where I got an opportunity to dive in and get my feet wet and worked on some phenomenal projects with the Coca-Cola company from the 1996 and 1998 Super Bowl. I had an opportunity to work on Olympics projects and all kind of amazing corporate events. And that's really where I fell in love with what I was doing. And um, like most entrepreneurs, I got that itch, you know, wanting to start my own agency And I did. And we've actually just uh, last year celebrated our 20th year in business. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, while I was at Coke, I had an amazing opportunity. I had a colleague um, that I had been chatting with, you know, that I'd mentioned about maybe wanted to start my own agency. And they had an opportunity to work on a project with former Vice President Al Gore. And they were looking for a minority 
project lead at the at the time and I interviewed for the opportunity and I actually took a leave of absence from Coke and went and worked on the project and I knew 60 days in that I would not be returning and I started my own agency in my dining room. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's awesome, Tammy. What what would you say has been one of the the best or your favorite events or projects that you've worked on over the years. You've, you've done so many amazing things. You've worked on so many different projects that just are to most people once in a lifetime opportunities. So what have been some of your, your favorite events to work on? Wow. Like you said, you know, we have had the opportunity to work with some really great clients and projects over the course of, of the 20 years that we've been doing events. But um, I can say that really one of our favorites has probably been the Milken Institute Global Conference that we are one of the lead producers on. We've been working with that client for 17, 18 years now, and it's a really fun story because I landed the business on a cold call, if you can believe that. Um, we're basically a, a cl- another colleague. Um, you know, approached me and said that they had lost their internal event planner and they were looking for a planner for their big global summit that was starting in eight weeks. And I literally picked up the phone. I did a cold call and uh, I went in on a Thursday with my team to interview and we started the following Tuesday working on the project. And here we are um, 18 years later, still working on it. But I love working with the Milken Institute, um, because it's a three and a half, four day project of over 4,000 people that are coming together here in Beverly Hills, California. And it's everything from, you know, general sessions to breakout rooms to amazing client receptions and um, offsite events that we produce, but just the sheer energy of the number of people coming together. And it's, um, it's an amazing time for us to really take our event producing skills to the next level, if you will. So it, that I would say that's one of our favorite projects. And that's so cool that, that that came to fruition from a cold call. Absolutely. And it really does speak to, you know, just having the ability just to jump out there and take that leap of faith and, you know, kind of having that fearless attitude, if you will, about, you know, how to go about new business and, you know, I said, what would be the worst that would happen is they would say thanks, but no thanks. But that's where I was anyway. So there you go. Yeah, I think that you make a really good point, Tammy, because a, a lot of the a, a similar challenge that women face or just people in general face when pitching their business is not just working up the courage to put themselves out there, but knowing what to actually say when they're pitching their their services and a lot of times you know what what people say happens is that they tend to kind of downplay their yeah. value and downplay their experience and and humble themselves in a moment where they're actually they should be really shining a light on those incredible skills and services that they provide so how did you hone that skill or what advice could you give to other people who could be better at sharpening that message and, and really having the confidence to, to speak their truth and, and not dull their shine? Um, I think that's a great question. And I would actually say two things. You know, one, I, I absolutely believe that we have to be our biggest cheerleaders. We absolutely have to be our biggest cheerleaders because if we don't do it, no one's going to do it for us. So I think that it really does come from something kind of within us to say that we are strong, we are capable, and we, you know, we can do it and we can succeed. And it's nothing wrong um, 
with having that confidence and being able to share that with others. So I would absolutely tell other entrepreneurs and business owners to make sure that you're your biggest cheerleader in every capacity of what you're doing. Um, the other thing I will definitely tell you is that practice makes perfect, is that you really have to make sure that you know, you know, what is your value? You know, what is your elevator pitch? And be prepared to deliver that at any point in time. So you should write it down. You should practice it. You should know what it is. So when you do get that opportunity, you can hop right on it. And that was definitely one of the things that, that we did. You know, as a small um, woman-owned agency, we needed to make sure that we were always prepared for that opportunity. So, again, when my colleague called on a Monday and said, here's an opportunity, we were ready to go in and interview on a Thursday because I just believe that if you, you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. So just make sure you're always prepared and that you know what the value of the service and product that you're bringing and uh, to be your biggest cheerleader. I could not agree more, Tammy. And as so I just launched my own business at the beginning of 2020. And there Congratulations. Would be, well, thank you. Thank you, my friend. Yes, it's been a ride <laughs> over the past it's year, but that. we just, we continue to push forward and we do everything we need to do to keep moving. So all is well, but it's so, it's so funny because as excited as I would be about pitching my services to new business, I would also get so nervous that they would ask me about things like pricing like just something that seems so black and white, so simple, but especially during a year where pricing was kind of thrown out the window for the events industry, especially for agencies and service providers. And it was like, you know, we've got to kind of adjust to the market and the needs of the people that are paying for these services. And I used to, I would get so nervous to, to pitch my services at the rate that I felt they were actually valued at. And I found myself under servicing my my rates. And I would just, you know, I would give them prices that I, I personally actually felt were too low. And it took, it took practice. It really did exactly what you were saying, Tammy, where I had to, I had to get over it. I had to know that, you know, what I was offering was truly valued at the rate that I was proposing. And I had to learn how to, to say it with confidence and really to have that script in my head ready to pitch and know that I was leading with value. And I, I really encourage the people listening to take Tammy's advice seriously, because there will be so many moments that you don't see coming, whether you're an entrepreneur or an opportunity pops up for a new job or for whatever it is where people really truly want to know what you bring to the table. And if you're not prepared for that and you really have a difficult time speaking to your strengths and to your your skills, it's going to be very difficult for people to see that real authentic version of you. So I totally agree, Tammy. Yes. I I think you hit the, you hit the nail on the head for That's- sure. That's so true, Courtney. And, you know, not being afraid to know what your value proposition is, not being afraid to, you know, say that and to speak that and feeling confident about it. That's really what people want, you know, to buy, you know, and um, as long as you can do that with confidence and as long as you feel comfortable and you've established what that is, that's really going to be able to sustain your business. And in all honesty, that's been a big part of what's, you know, done the same for our agency is that, you know, we knew what our price numbers were. We knew what our consulting fees were. And we held pretty steadfast to that. We did not reduce our rates and um, because we knew what we were valued at. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And did did you feel like even during the the crazy year that we've had, did you feel like your your clients received that information well, or do you did you have clients coming back being like, you know, the economy, blah blah blah? How did that turn out for you? You know, it certainly happened with some you know clients, but um, what I have to be honest and and say is that we had some a wonderful clients who were able to you know still support us in many many ways, and even if we weren't able to produce you know some of the large scale projects that as a small business owner we did have lots of clients come and say you know we want to keep you all on as a retainer. We see the value in your agency because we're able to build really deep relationships with our clients that they're not mm-hmm. just kind of one-off business relationships, but they're really, you know, very deep, um, mutually respectable relationships. So, you know, we were able to say is that, you know, we aren't in a position, you know, to reduce our fees, that we still have a lot of the same overhead, we still have staffing, and our fees are what they are. So in a lot of cases, we, you know, thank goodness, did not have to reduce our fees because we had kind of set a threshold for what those should be. And many of our clients were very um, respectable in that manner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the way that you frame that too, you know, that it's it's actually not really an option for you to reduce your rates. I think that that's a great way to put it. It becomes so much more objective and less subjective and therefore easier for people to understand and accept. You, Tammy, I'm so curious because you have done so many amazing things in your career. You've worked on incredible events. You've worked with amazing global leaders. What do you, what do you think it took to land those opportunities? What do you, what do you attribute that to in terms of your, your ambitions, your skills, your strengths, your strategies? What do you think really aided in helping you to, to climb that ladder and earn the work that you did? Well, I can tell you that, you know, we will work hard for you, you know, for the money. So we are just hard work, you know, really extreme dedication, focus and hard work. You know, we really believe as an agency that excelling is our standard and just really making sure that we over deliver against the promises with our clients. Um, We're very, very committed to making sure that we understand um, the mission, the values, you know, the communication um, around how clients want to use events as part of their communication strategy. And we spent a lot of internal time making sure that we hit upon those deliverables. And, um, you know, I would say another thing that was really, really helpful for us is, um, you know, once com- uh, events are biggest commercials, in all honesty, You know, so if we deliver on an outstanding event, you know, where we've got a thousand people in attendance, then we've got a thousand eyeballs that are looking at what we've done as an opportunity for more projects. And that has really been a part of the success of our events is that our clients are referring us, people are coming to our events and they're seeing that we're making a difference and they're having an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. We really want to make sure that when guests come to our events, that they are having an experience not just sitting at a meeting or having a chicken dinner, but everything from, you know, the time they get out of their car in ballet, um, through all of their, you know, culinary experiences, registration, customer service, hospitality, all of the touch points that we can engage with our clients. We're really very focused on making sure that when they leave, that they have had a great experience. Mm Mm-hmm. 
gosh, Tammy, you make me miss <laughs> going to those things. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to wake up and have all these like beautiful details included in my day. And oh my gosh, I know so many other people are feeling that way right now. So you, I mean, clearly you lead with excellence and that's what you've built your company on and your reputation on is the word excellence. What do you, what do you think are the qualities that make really great leaders? Wow. Um, one, I have to say, you know, just absolutely having the ability to surround themselves with a great team. Mm-hmm. You know, because I do not do this alone. You know, um, I absolutely positively have one of the best teams that's out there. People who are committed to your vision and people who are committed to the same goals is very important. Um, I also think, you know, the another great, you know, skill, if you will, of a great leader is just, you know, strategy and focus and vision and being able to provide that to the team that works with you. Um, but also being able to listen and to being able to acknowledge when you might not be right, because you're not all the time. So always being open to hearing from others around you, others that you respect, others in the industry, and for your team. Um, I would also add that in terms of of leadership, that it is all about just um, looking ahead and you know, not just looking at what's going to happen in the next three or six months, but really being able to plan for the next year, the next three years, the next five years. And I've always been really good at that in terms of targeting where I wanted the business to go, where I wanted us to grow and expand, what kind of clients I wanted us to target, what kind of events, what kind of industries. So making sure that I was always, um, you know, learning and expanding what we were doing so I could reach those short and long-term goals. Mm-hmm. I think that's so relevant right now too, Tammy, with people, I mean, really their their companies' business plans kind of being burned <laughs> and yes, tossed out the window over. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It really, it really has caused this moment where people have to think complete, completely out of the box, you know? Yeah. I mean, some people have, have totally transformed even the services that their company provides just to try to keep people employed. And I, I'm sure that a lot of people would be curious to understand what your approach looks like to thinking, you know, a couple years down the road, five years ahead, how do you, how do you conduct that, that strategic planning at a time like today where things are so uncertain within the scope of business in the events industry? You know, Courtney, you really have to be flexible and nimble. You know, if you are, you know, kind of tunnel vision in terms of what you're doing and you're not open to new possibilities, that is going to really kill your business. You have absolutely got to be flexible and nimble which is exactly what we did in 2020. You know, we started off the year, I think we had 26 or 27 events that were planned for the year. And, you know, we hit a global pandemic in March and I think we went down to six or seven. Mm. So we quickly knew that we were going to have to pivot very quickly and figure out how we were going to work in this new space and still be able to provide solutions to our clients. And that's what we did. You know, we said, well, if we can't do live events, then we need to see what's out there that we can still do for our clients and provide solutions as it relates to events. 
And that's where we start working with partners and suppliers and vendors and started producing virtual events. Um, so what I do is I really take the time to make sure that we do understand what's happening with market trends and you know what's happening with technology. Um, where is the industry that your business is in? Where is it going? What are you doing? And how are you differentiating yourself um, and you know, really providing a competitive advantage to the competitors that are out there and servicing your clients? So for our agency, TBG Events, we really focus on you know, what is happening with events. You know, where do we see ourselves 12, 18 months from now? And how can we provide solutions in delivering those kind of you know programs to, to the clients that we serve. So flexibility, being nimble, you know, really being able to, you know, be a visionary and see what's happening, always being open to learn. I've learned more about technology <laughs> in the past, you know, six or seven months than I think I ever wanted to learn. Mm -hmm. But it's really been it's been good. It's been good because um, we always have to just step outside of our comfort zone. And being, you know, flexible and ready to do something different. Um, there were several of my colleagues, in all honesty, that just said, you know what, I don't want to do virtual. I just want to wait until this is over and then just kind of see where things are. And unfortunately, that's not, you know, probably the best maybe mindset to take because, as you see, the world has moved on. Mm -hmm. And we are clearly in a very different space than we were. And I don't know that we will go back. To where we were. I think we will always be very different. So being able to adapt to that is important. Mm -hmm. Well, and I'm sure your company and your staff has gained so much experience in working in this new world where we probably will hang on to some of the technologies that we've yeah. adopted recently. And, and it, it would be very easy to fall behind if you're, if you're, you know, in a place where you don't really want to lean into that learning curve. And I like that you talk about watching market trends too. I think that's so important to zoom out outside of our industry. You know, I think we we're in, we're in our own bubble. We love our community yeah. and it's an amazing industry, but I think being able to actually step outside of the industry and, and look from more of a top-down approach at what exactly is happening in the world, what what do we think is going to transition, what's going to transform, when are those things going to change, when are we getting back to this you know, normalcy that a lot of us miss and will that even actually happen or will that look different? So if you if you were to make predictions and if you don't want to, that's fine too. But what do you think is going to happen this year? I mean, we're in February of 2021. What do you think is going to happen throughout the, the rest of the year? You know, I think that we're actually going to be um, where we are for a while. I think that in terms of where events are going, we're going to be in the virtual space through at least third quarter, at least third quarter. And hybrid events will begin to open up, especially in different cities because they're different. And, you know, hybrid from a perspective of anywhere from maybe 150 upwards to maybe even 300, depending on the city uh, and state that you live in. But virtual events are going to definitely be here through third, if not fourth quarter. Larger scale live events you know, anywhere over 500, I think is going to be 2022. Yeah. Um, because I think that um, the country just needs the ability to kind of ease their way back into things and making sure that they feel comfortable. We definitely yearn for it. And it's absolutely something that 
I know that we will get back to because as a society, we need it. We need the energy to be around people. And that's where live events come in. But I absolutely think virtual events will, will stay. They will always have a place. So I think for those who, you know, did make the pivot and the change into the space, they will always have that in addition to producing live events. And I'm excited that we were one of those that were able to do that. And now we just want to build upon that. We want to build upon, you know, adding virtual events to our live events portfolio, you know, what we've learned about technology and apps that are out there in terms of servicing clients. We absolutely want to use that um, energy and novel knowledge level to kind of take our company to the next level. Mm-hmm. Yep, that makes sense. And frankly, that aligns with a lot of the conversations that I have overheard with different industry leaders talking about timing, you know, and what 2021 is going to look like. And and I'm hearing the same things too, where, you know, Q3 would probably be the earliest, you know, that we see a little bit more of those in-person experiences and maybe Q4, but we're in this for a little while yet, for yep, sure. We are, so we might as well you know, put on our boots and just uh, get ready to continue to hammer it out. <laughs> Keep going. I know we Keep need to, going. we need to make sure that we're finding ways to, to stay energized and to, to help energize the community and our people, because it's, I mean, it's, it's been a, a minute, it's been almost a full year since full things year. got canceled. And, um, and I think, yeah, we do have a little bit more time. Are there, have there been ways that you've you've found you've been able to you know motivate your team, energize them to keep going, especially you know they're doing work I'm sure that's different from what they were doing before with the the in person experiences. So just curious if you if you have any sort of leadership approach or strategies that you could share with other company leaders that are also experiencing this change. Yes, absolutely. I think that um, we have realized as a team that. Now, more than ever, is when you really have to make sure that you're taking care of your individual self first. Mm-hmm. And that's in all ways, you know, uh, mentally, physically, you know, spiritually. Um, you have to make sure that you are strong as an individual in order to really be um, strong as a team. So I think that, um, and we are a team of, of all women, which has been wonderful to work with. But I think we have definitely realized that we have to take the time to take care of ourselves. You know, we're all, you know, typically a personality. So we're drivers and we're, Mm -hmm. you know, we feed off of working, you know, 12, 14 hours a day. That's just kind of the energy level that we have. But to sustain that in terms of where we are now, we have to take care of ourselves. So we're always talking about, you know, physically, what are we doing in terms of exercise and eating better? and uh, meditation and yoga, and even things like reading, you know, so we as a team get together and talk about, you know, what are some inspirational books? What are some fun books that you've written to make sure that, you know, you're doing the things that you love as an individual so we can be stronger as a team? Um, We do fun things together. You know, we actually take the time to do whether that's a fun happy hour or, you know, doing something fun on virtual, you know, just kind of kicking back and enjoying each other a little bit more, I think has helped us as a team. And then just always being kind of a spirit of, of being grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that we have really been able to not only survive, you know, 2020, but actually thrive in 2020, you know, still be able to maintain quite a few of the clients and the events that we have 
um, is really a blessing. And just making sure that we can stay in a, a space of being grateful, I think, has definitely helped our team. And then lastly, sometimes I think just really giving yourself a break. We are very hard on ourselves. And I think being able to just say, I need a break. I need to take a day off or a few hours off, I think just helps keeps us motivated and being open and honest about how that feels. Whether that is, you know, hey guys, I'm just in a really maybe difficult space for the meeting this morning and just spending some time with that coworker to help them figure out what that is and just raising your hand and being able to say, today is not a great day, but tomorrow can be. And that has definitely really helped us um, as a team and just stay together and keep each other motivated. And um, we, we act as a small family, which has been good for us. And I think just, you know, loving on each other and keeps us going. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I, I personally need to hear that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm grateful for that advice. And I'm sure a lot of other people listening will be too, to just take a break and take a breath. And I mean, our industry as a whole, most of us are, you know, high achievers, A types, like to be in control, like to predict what's going to happen next. And, you know, we can't do that right now. <laughs> so yeah. letting go and, and being able to just kind of relax and know that it's okay to not always be, you know, doing things according to plan, as yeah. long as we're just <laughs> taking care of ourselves and taking care of the people that are around us and, um, and moving forward in the ways that work for us in this time now. I think that's, that's also important for people to remember. I love your leadership style, Tammy. I think that there are a lot of, a lot of people, men and women included, in the industry and outside of the industry that could learn a lot from you about the importance of putting people first and making sure that, you know, it is a family kind of environment. And I yeah. know not every company is structured that way, but if there are opportunities, even, you know, on smaller teams within bigger companies to really provide that support and camaraderie, that's just needed from a human level kind of standpoint. I think that that's such a great opportunity for people to try to implement in their own world. Thank you. I appreciate that because, you know, we work very hard together, very hard together. But when you do that, you have to be able to really enjoy the people that you do. You know, we call it being in the trenches together. And many of the, the my team members have been with me 15 plus years. Um, and, and it's because, you know, when we are in the trenches working together, very long hours, traveling together, working on these events and programs, we need to be able to support each other and to be able to respect the skills that we each individually bring. Um, and to be able, you know, to know that if something didn't go right, that we are there to, you know, kind of pick each other up and go from there, but also be able to kind of call each other when they're not being, you know, at their best or when something wasn't done right to being able to do that in a respectable manner. We, we really believe in open and honest, frank discussions and feedback because it's all about how can we make not only each other better, but the company better. So we, we really push each other in, in that way. And um, it's been good for us. And, and hopefully others will, you know, take that small seed of advice and incorporate it in their business in some way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope they do. I think it's wonderful advice. Tammy, if there is one final piece of advice that you would like to share with women within our space or, or women in business in general, what would that final piece of advice be? 
You know, I think that it would go back, Courtney, to what I talked about before is that um, as women, we feel like we can take the world on our shoulders. And in most cases we can, but it, it is, um, it's really imperative that we take care of ourselves and that we make sure that we're taking the time that is needed um, to take care of ourselves and our own dreams and aspirations and doing the things that really make us, you know, feel a hundred percent, if you will, because as if we're better independently, then we can be better as a team and we can be better to the society and world that we live in. And um, just making sure that you don't give up on your own individual dreams as you're trying to make everybody else around you happy. Uh, put yourself first. It's okay to put yourself first. You're not being selfish. Being selfish is okay. Um, and that there's nothing wrong with achieving success from a business perspective. And just to, you know, go for it 100% each and every time and don't be fearful. Live a very fearless life in terms of your dreams and ambitions. I would really encourage, you know, all women to do that. Tammy, I'm going to have you on a totally different episode for relationship advice because I feel like <laughs> that would translate so beautifully just to to people in general and their relationships and Oh my gosh, I just, all, everything you're saying right now is just, it's so beautiful. And I think it'll really, it'll touch a lot of people that listen to this episode. So, well, thank you. I hope so. I hope that was good information to share with your listeners. I know that it will be. Thank you so much, Tammy, for sharing all of your insight and for sharing all of your knowledge with our audience today. And thank you all for listening. Share what you learned from this episode with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by following at Meetings Today and me at Courtney on Stage. And be sure to never miss an episode by subscribing to Dare to Interrupt on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, and more. Stay daring, be determined, and keep taking care of yourselves, my friends. Until next time.